suitcase from the van Cause if you want the best But you don't ask questions then Hello folks and welcome to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. My name is Graham Stevens and I really hope that I can bring a smile to your face. Hello there and welcome back. This week we've reached episode 10 of Series 2 of Goodnight Sweetheart. And this episode is entitled Don't Fence Me In. And following that, we've got a Christmas special from On the Buses from 1970. That's you, Mrs. Bloss. I'm afraid I must remain deaf to your blandishments. No, my body is a temple of purity. Even if you offer to reduce my rent... Gary, it's me! Oh. Good morning. How was it? What's wrong? Oh, Gary. This came this morning. From Donald? From the brewery. They want me out. They say the tenancy agreement was with Dad, and they've only been letting me stay on pro tem. What does that mean, Gary, pro tem? It's Latin. It means for the time being. Well, what can they blooming well say, so what am I going to do? They've got a tenant lined up already, apparently. He's been with the brewery 30 years. He just got bombed out. Even so, they can't just sling you out. This says they can, and he's a man with a family. Maybe he's more entitled. What, more entitled than a woman whose husband is incarcerated because he chose to serve his queen? Queen? Oh, I mean, King. Well, I mean, he's probably serving both of them. Well, and I'd use Donald as an excuse, not the way things are now. It wouldn't be right. Well, no, but the Royal Oak's your pub. You must write and tell them. Tell them that place is your home. I can't. I can't write. Completely, I didn't realise. Well, I mean, you can read. I assumed you could write. I mean, I don't know what words to use. Oh, sorry. Well, OK, I'll write it. Look, they're not going to throw you out. Don't worry. Well, you carry on. You sure you ain't got a crystal ball? Surely you'd have noticed. find it morally indefensible to evict the orphan of a loyal tenant of the brewery How was Leipzig? Didn't hear you coming. What are you doing? Losing a wrestling match. What's wrong with the computer you spent enough on it? Well, yeah, but I saw this old typewriter in a junk shop for a fiver and it suddenly struck me. Oh, that explains that you can cost. <laughs> well, what I mean is this used to be a great manufacturing centre of the world. What? Cricklewood? No, Great Britain. We made everything. Cars, typewriters, sewing machines, wirelesses, Meccano sets, everything. And, and do you know what the lead story in the papers was this morning? A Korean company is opening in England because our workers accept lower wages than the ones in Seoul. We're turning into a third world nation and I'm making a span. You're making a mess. And finally, building workers in the East End today walked off site after a ghostly figure suddenly materialised from nowhere as they were excavating. The workers claimed he was dressed in World War II clothes and when challenged, responded by singing a chorus of There'll be bluebirds over the white of the before vanishing. I hope you keep your spirits up tonight too. Good evening. You see, that's why we're turning into a third world country, because building workers will come up with any old excuse to down tools and go up to the boozer for the afternoon. Well, you don't think they really could have seen a ghost, sir? Oh, Gary, you're so gullible. There's no such thing. Well, no, I just think we should keep an open mind. Oh, Gary. Oh, Gary, that's either brick dust or you've got red dandruff. <laughs> yeah. 
You would not believe the air pollution in East Germany. <laughs> I do miss you, you know, when you go away. Oh, I miss you too. But it's nice. Gary! Because it's fun when I come home again. <laughs> oh, I'll go and get the dinner on. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Come on. Is that a new coat? Yeah, new expensive coat. <laughs> no, no, it's um, it's nice. Yes, Gary Compton, Sarah Hamlet's Council Environmental Safety Officer. Now I understand. <laughs> safety game long. <laughs> so what do you want? Uh, to start with, I'm obliged to inspect your toilet facilities. We don't have any. Yeah, ah, that's what I was led to believe. So what do your men do if they need to relieve themselves? They go up your office and take the dump in your drawer. Any objection? There's for that attitude. You're trying to do my job. And you won't mind if I get on with mine. Ah, oh, some officious pillock from the council. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. What? I just remember where I've seen him before. He's the bloody ghost. <laughs> you must use the force, Skywalker. <laughs> What's that, Red? You have a curry last night. What's the matter with him? Well, as soon as his ear got better, he developed this allergy to house dust. Want a drink? Yeah, love one. Here, Phoebe, have you got a stamp? It's just uh, got my letter to the brewery here, and it's red hot. It's going to put the cat amongst the pigeons, I can promise you. This is Bamford. I'm a busy man. Sorry. Ah, uh, Gary. This is George Harrison. No, it isn't. The hair's all wrong for a start. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Yes. Sorry, just a private joke. Pleased to meet you, George. So what's your line of business? Area manager for Hanbury Truman. The brewery. Oh, right. Well, I've got a letter here for you. And what brings you here, then, eh? Can't wait to throw this poor girl out on her ear. Mr. Uh, Spammo. No, it's Sparrow. I'm here because I'm concerned. I knew Mrs. Bamford's father personally, God rest him. Eric and me were members of the same lodge. So when, unfortunately, my superiors told me how to put a new tenant in, well, I came round to commiserate. Yeah, it was commiserating when you arrived. Got to be something you can do. I mean, you must have another pub you can put your bombed-out tenant into. One or two, but nothing like the Royal Oak. And besides, it's against brewery policy to give the tenancy to a woman. I mean, the customers just don't like it. You wouldn't say that if you knew the Rover's return. <laughs> All right. I should just have to appeal to your superiors. It won't do any good. I have complete discretion in the running of my area. Complete discretion as long as you don't have to use your initiative. Eh? That's the ticket. And is this the attitude that made this country great? Can you imagine Winston Churchill evicting this trustworthy, hard-working woman? Or the King? A man who has chosen to stay in London and share the privation of his subjects? Why didn't you put any of this in your letter? Because the ribbon broke. <laughs> what you say has moved me, Mr. Spamo. Spamo. <laughs> Where do you find it, Mrs. Bamford? I know how hard it can be for a woman alone. <laughs> My mother struggled to bring up seven after our dad copped it in the Boer War. But, Phoebe, you don't mind if I call you Phoebe, do you? No, of course not, Mr. Harrison. Oh, George, please. Don't leave me here on your own. Oh, well, it, it can be sometimes. <laughs> My job's a bit on the lonesome side, too. <laughs> Always on the road, sleeping in scruffy hotels. When I get home, it's not much better. <laughs> the war has played havoc on Mrs. Harrison's nerves, and on top of that, well, she's got to the age when she's not particularly interested in a healthy married life. That's my drift. Of course, day after tomorrow, the old helmet comes out again. <laughs> Back on duty at long last. 
Back doing my bit to keep the home front safe and secure whilst our brave lads face an implacable foe overseas. Ah, so the air's finally better then, eh? Come again. <laughs> Looks like they might be sorting something out after all. I don't know. What smell of rat, Reg? Shouldn't do. I fumigated and put down bleach. I think you'd better go. I'll pop back on Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> you think it over, Phoebe. It could be a mutually convenient arrangement. <coughs> Phoebe, what's all that about? I don't want to talk about it, thank you very much. Phoebe? I'd leave her for a minute if I was you, Sam. But she's upset. In my experience, when a woman's upset, it's best to steer a wide berth for a couple of hours. Or weeks. In your experience. Excuse me, but aren't you the Reg Deadman whose wife has romantically wrestled soldiers, airmen, and the merchant mariners of all the friendly nations? <laughs> Not to mention the odd civilian. What's the word? One eye, surgical boot, did that stop her? Uh, you don't want to hear my troubles. No, I don't. One day I will listen to your troubles, Reg, I promise. They make a great musical. <laughs> don't tell me. He tried it on. He's got a nerve. Do you know what he said? He said this landlord over Silverton doesn't even know about the Royal Oak yet. And if I play my cards right, there's no reason why he should know. Okay, I'll write to the brewery. He'll be out on his ear. It'll be my word against his. He'll just deny it. will be me out on the street. Look, don't worry. Everything's... Jerry! Now, if you say it will be all right just one more time, I shall hit you. Look, you've got friends in high places, contacts. There must be something you can do. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay, don't worry. It'll Gary. be... Gary! It'll be sorted out. Come on in. scared of? Nothing worth knitting, is there? They've got a compressor. That's a lot of use. Oh, your bottle's gone. I ain't scared of no ghost. I ain't scared of no ghost. Good evening. Yvonne, yeah, you were right the other night. There's no such thing as ghosts. Oh, I don't know. I like to think I've got an open mind. And what about those four kids they interviewed? Probably on glue. Yeah, but they all gave the same description. They were sticking together. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas cracker companies pay good money for jokes like that, you know. Sometimes as much as three pence. So if you could sell, what, 5,000 jokes, you could replace that new jacket you ruined. Dry cleaners couldn't get the ink off, then. No, but for a tenner, they'll dye it black. <laughs> Hello. Yes, that's right. Um, who should I say is calling? Mary Cunningham. Oh. Uh, no, I'm sorry, she just popped out to a phobia workshop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, calm down. Who is she? Oh, she's hysterical. Well, she's just some silly typist from the office who's convinced Duncan Granger from accounts is sexually harassing her. Well, couldn't he be? Well, he doesn't need to harass anyone. He's drop-dead gorgeous. Even I keep adding me expenses up wrong in the hope he'll come and sit on my desk for half an hour. <laughs> no, even through his shapeless Armani trousers, you can see he's got flies like Michelangelo's David. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry, she's gone. Can I take a message? Yeah. Um, yeah, um, let me just make a note of this. You're convinced that Mr. Granger is parked outside your flat watching you again, and no one ever believes you, you don't know which way to turn, and if it goes on any longer, you're going to take an overdose. Mary! No, of course I'm not phobic. You don't want to listen to Gary. He's an idiot. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> Mary, I do believe you're very distressed. Look, if you say he's parked outside, of course I believe you. Why don't you come and see me first thing in the morning? I'll be there for you, Mary, I promise. You are not alone. No, I'm not referring to Mr. Granger. Now, promise you won't do anything stupid. Everything's going to be all right, okay? What did she say to convince you? Oh, I don't believe her. She's barking. I'm just humouring her. I mean, why should someone like Duncan bother with some mousy little typist with a squint? <laughs> what a sexist reaction. I beg your pardon? Well, just because this Duncan is a hunk, you can't believe he could also be a sex pest. And harassment isn't a sexual thing, anyway. It's to do with power, with terrorising the weak. You take it from me. Why should I take it from you? I'm a trained personnel manager. You're a former television repairman scratching a living selling glossy brochures. Oh, and I'm sure the difference in our status will be a great comfort to you at the coroner's hearing. What do you want me to do? 
Oh, I don't know. I'm only a former television repairman. What, you really think she could be telling the truth? I suppose we could wire her up. Well, that's a bit drastic, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not her fault, after all. No, I mean, plant a little tape recorder on her. What, so when he harasses her again, it can play a loop that says, not tonight, I've got a headache? <laughs> so if he really tries it on, we've got some hard evidence. <laughs> Yvonne, that is a brilliant idea. You are amazing, oh, outstanding. Why are you so happy? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> oh, well, there's nothing else for it. I don't know how I'm going to tell Gary, though. You're not giving in to Harrison's vile demands. No, of course not, Wedge. I'm enjoying up, becoming a wife or something. And at least I'll get my bed and board taken care of. Hello? Worry not. Gary is here. Gary, I've reached a decision. I'm going to join up. Join up what? Reggie's mouth to his brain? Reggie! <laughs> <laughs> See? I'm trying to be serious, Gary. What else can I do? Well, you could visit Tomorrow's World today. Big pardon? What's that? Tape recorder. Well, none the wiser. Well, it's the latest secret American technology. Say something. Hey? What do you mean, say something? What do you want me to say? Hey? What do you mean, say something? What do you want me to say? Hey, gods and little fishes. Can I say that? Yeah, be careful. American? Says here, made in Japan. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that shows how secret it is. <laughs> but the name is the giveaway, if you can break the code. Sony, see? Stands for somewhere outside New York. <laughs> very clever. Very clever. So when's lover boy Harrison coming in? Any moment now, he said Wednesday afternoon. Does he know that Reg is in the police force? He's only ever seen me in Mufti. How can he guess? Yeah, that's true. No one would ever guess. Even in uniform, it's a bit touch and go. <laughs> Here he comes now. Right, look, play along with him. We'll have every word on tape. Okay. Afternoon, Phoebe. Mm. I must say, you're looking as debonair as ever. Mm. So, you've had time to sleep on my suggestion. I only wish I could have slept on it with you. <laughs> oh, you sauce box, Mr. Harrison. Oh, George, please, I told you. Well? Well, of course, you're a very attractive man, George. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> and it is true it can get terribly lonely for a girl on her own, but what exactly is it you're suggesting? Well, I thought I made myself clear. Well, not really. All you said was Mrs. Harrison wasn't interested in bedroom things. Now, for all I know, you could be asking my advice about harder downs and bolsters. Oh, you little tease. Oh. <laughs> I see we're going to get all this famously. <laughs> right, cards on the table. I'll uh, bring my pyjamas and uh, shaving things. Uh, pop in uh, two or three nights a week. Obviously, I'll chip in with some rations for breakfast. Oh, I see. Oh, I completely got the wrong end of the stick. You want to rent a room? <laughs> you know what I want. Yeah, but a girl likes to be asked nicely. All right. I want you. I want to sleep with you. In exchange for letting me keep the tenancy? Yes, although I wouldn't have put it in quite such brutal terms. And if I don't sleep with you, I can't keep the tenancy. Yeah, it's about the size of it, girl. Gary, I think we've got enough. Hey, you sure? Oh, yes. What are you two up to? What's going on here? Reg? Yes, although I wouldn't put it in quite such brutal terms. But if I don't sleep with you, I can't keep the tenancy. That's about the size of it, girl. Hmm. So, not only did he make lewd suggestions, he actually exposed himself. <laughs> I did nothing of the sort. <laughs> I'm afraid it's all on the tape. That's about the size of it, girl. <laughs> Constable Deadman, I'm giving you this for safekeeping. Market Exhibit A. Oh, but you don't understand. My home life is hell. My wife doesn't understand me. Don't talk to me about wives not understanding people. That's no excuse for preying on defenceless young ladies. George Harrison, you're not obliged to say anything. Oh, no, uh, Reg. Reg, what are you doing? I'm arresting him, of course. Uh, you can't arrest him. You'll uh, blow my cover. Oh, sorry. All right, then, hop it. Count yourself lucky. Yes, yes. You won't say anything to the brewery, will you? Well, that depends. If Phoebe keeps the tenancy. Oh, and uh, gets a couple of free barrels of beer a week, paid for by you personally. But that's blackmail. Constable! Would you call it blackmail, Rich? Sorry, Sam, my eardrums flared up again. 
<laughs> oh, my hero coming. <laughs> oh, I'm never saying anything personal to you anymore. I'll never know what you've got in your pocket. <laughs> well, no, but we could always nip up to your flat and find out. <laughs> you cheeky monkey, you trying it on? Yes. I really love you, Gary. <laughs> well done, son. What? Sorting out that Harrison. Oh. She's like the daughter I never had, that one. Good to know she's in safe hands, if you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> well, this one is rich. Listen, son, I know it's difficult in your line of business, but you will be here Saturday, won't you? My Saturday? Phoebe's birthday. I know she puts on a brave front, but she'll be heartbroken if you don't make it. Saturday? Yeah, yeah, right. I'm upstairs! You're right. Can you help us now? Yeah, I feel great. Just fancied an early night. Oh? With my husband. Come here, Gary. Why? So I can give you a big kiss. And why would you want to do that? Oh, Gary, you were right about Mary Cunningham and Duncan Granger. I mean, what a creep! Sitting on people's desks and showing off his thighs. Oh, right. What happened? Well, we might marry up and send her to his office to take down dictation. And that wasn't the only thing you wanted her to take down? Exactly. And Mr. Littlejohn, the managing director, called him into his office and we played him the tape. Now, at first, he pretended not to recognise his own voice. I mean, as if. So distinctive. It's like honey. So warm and mellifluous. Oh, right. Well, and then he started to bluster. He said if he can't sit outside someone's house and take the odd photo of them in the garden, then what kind of a world are we living in? And Mr. Littlejohn said, the kind of world in which you'd better start looking for another job. Mm. And then he stormed out. And then Mr. Littlejohn said to me, well done, Yvonne. And I'll get a gold star at my next performance review. And that's when I decided on an early night to thank you nicely. And I've taken tomorrow morning off as well, so we can catch once and sleep. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't lie in tomorrow. I've got this seriously important breakfast meeting. Oh, and I thought you might want to have breakfast in bed. <laughs> well, I've just had a shower. Two women, half a century apart, both crazy for you. <laughs> you do not deserve this. Oh, excuse me, madam. Would you be interested in signing my petition? It's against redeveloping this historic part of London's old East End. Stop it, Paul. It's horrible. It's always been horrible. Pull the whole thing down, that's what I'd say. I'll have to put you down as I don't know, then, shall I? <laughs> excuse me. Oh, hello. Would you like to sign? Oh, sorry, I'm from the BBC. I see. And you're not allowed to have your own opinion? Under the present regime, it's not advisable. But that's not why I'm here. Have you been doing this for long? Well, collecting names. No, it's the first day. So you haven't seen the ghost? No, no, I haven't. But I'm not surprised if restless spirits have been interfered with. Really? Gary, can I say something? A lot of people around here died during the Blitz. That's why we're campaigning to have this building work stopped. They could be disturbing unseen forces. I see. Gary, I think that. Experts will tell you it is asking for trouble. They are digging up the unmarked graves of victims of violence. They're stirring up something dark, something terrible. You said experts. What experts? <laughs> Stephen King. I see. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I... Sorry, Ron, what were you going to say? Only that you're making a pat of yourself. <laughs> Even you probably realise that. Come on, I'll buy you a pint. Or would you prefer a spirit? <laughs> what am I going to do, Ron? Suppose we can't stop them building here. I'll never see Phoebe again. A lot of people around here died during the Blitz, and that is why we are campaigning to stop this building work. They could be disturbing unseen forces. Is that enough, or would you like to see it again in slow motion, or we can do half-speed, quarter-speed, frame at a time, black and white, all colour? Yvonne. You said you had an important breakfast meeting, and who should be on the local news? Yvonne. Why did you lie to me? I didn't. I did have a breakfast meeting. Ron and I had bacon butties while we were collecting the signatures. Why? Why did you turn down a morning in bed with me to annoy passers-by outside a building site? <laughs> Have you seen what they're doing? It's horrible. Another slice of London's history condemned to the scrap heap. I felt I had to do something. Oh, but honestly, blethering on about ghosts and spirits. 
Somebody had to make a stand. That's what I wanted you to do this morning. <laughs> so do you think your pathetic demonstration achieved anything? No, not yet. Oh, you're not going back. I must. It's Saturday tomorrow. I mean, West Ham are playing at home and their supporters will sign anything. <laughs> madness trying this in broad daylight. This way, with a bit of luck, security guards will have done his door. Oh, no. Where did they come from? Huntington. What? Huntington, New York. A mate of mine used to work for them. What do we do now? Go home and get back to bed? No. We break in and find an alternate route. Why ask my opinion if you're only going to ignore it? <laughs> Forty-one, of course. <laughs> oh, no, that's not fair. There should be a sign. Did you see a sign on saying guard dogs patrol this site? Because I did not see a sign. Gary, signs don't matter. Get in an arse full of Rottweiler gnashes. That's what matters. <laughs> Ventured. <laughs> Be nice when it's finished, won't it? Good morning, lady. Any room for a refugee escaping from the smell of Mrs. Bloss's cooking? Gary, <laughs> you're up early. I wanted to be the first to wish you happy birthday. Oh. Happy birthday, Phoebe. <laughs> well, there is a war on, you know. There you go. All right, let's take out. Blow it out and make a wish. <laughs> what did you wish for? What do you think? I do miss you when you go away, Gary. Oh, no. I wish I could be here all the time. Hey, Gary, now I've told you before. I don't need any explanations. I know you're not like that George Harrison. Whenever he's away from his wife for a couple of nights, she knows what he's up to. How would she know? Well, deep down inside, a woman always knows. Piece of cake. <laughs> Piece of cake. I wish it was, Phoebe. I only wish it was. Good night, You are listening to The Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. And that was an episode of Goodnight Sweetheart entitled Don't Fence Me In. Now, here is promised a Christmas special from On The Buses entitled Christmas Duty. And this episode originated in 1970. 
Oh, that's a lousy journey, mate. For seven minutes late. Uh, not too bad, considering we stopped three times to pick out my shopping. Yeah, we'll bang it out then. Right, there's your order. That's yours, mate. Excellent, mate. That's yours, too. Here we Oh. What's that thing doing in your cabin? Well, blimey, it's Christmas Eve. I mean, we've got to stop to pick up our stuff, have we? You know the regulations. You shouldn't have a single parcel in that cab, will you? I ain't got a single one. I've got three single ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I've got my own here. You can't take re- you can't take liberties just because it's the holiday like that. You don't dare you have that stuff in the cab, will you? It's not right. Well, don't blame us, mate. Blame the passengers. Eh? Well, there were so many of them on the bus, there was no room for old shopping. Here, here, hang about, I've got an idea. Right. Oh, that's there. Yeah, right. yeah. Got me a bit of mistletoe. What you, uh, what you doing uh, over there by the ladies' loo? Ah, well... <laughs> I saw uh, Joyce and Edna going in there when we drove up. We missed them on the way in, but we'll catch them on the way out, though. Letterous <laughs> <laughs> mm. layabout, you are, honestly. <laughs> Can't you leave them two girls alone? No. no. <laughs> Fancy screwing that hook above the door like that, look. We didn't screw the hook above the door, they did. Here, hold that. Let's have a Look at that! Put him down! Put him down! Oh, what's wrong, mate? It says reserve the staff. And we're staff. Oh, Jack, you cheeky devil. Look, you've got to turn your machine on. You run up a shilling return. Oh, blimey, come on, then. <laughs> what do you think you're doing, old Latorius? <laughs> He's getting his return off. Oh, you are awful. <laughs> See you then. On, See you later, Christmas, darling. Merry Christmas, Christmas Merry Christmas. Might see you at Rosen Crown then. Yeah. I'm not having no more of this. This mistletoe's coming down out of it. <laughs> oh, it's better than you waiting for me. <laughs> Come on, let me come Lovely, lovely. Come on, give us another one. Oh, 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 what you keep giggling for? Yeah, well, perhaps his moustache is tickling her. <laughs> well, fair's fair, perhaps her moustache is tickling him. Too. Oh, I feel better. Oh, Merry Christmas, Merry yeah, Christmas, Jack. Merry Christmas, Jack. Oh, that's just about enough of this. All this snogging about the place and all this mistletoe and all them parcels in your bus. I'm going to make out a complete report about this. Oh, oh, Don't be a splash. Like you talking about, mate. Look, it's Christmas Eve, isn't it? I mean, Christmas only comes once a year. It may be Christmas for you, mate, but it's not for me. I'm still on duty. All right, give us a kiss then. <laughs> <laughs> now, fair dues, Blakey. I mean, we are next on the road, and we shall be on duty next Christmas morning. Next Christmas morning? I'll be on here tomorrow morning, mate, sitting here all on my own, waiting for a few buses to go out. What are you going to do? Serve out the new tea for the lads? <laughs> you leave that alone. That's my old mum's present, that is. That's an hand-painted teapot with a non-drip spout. That's what she's always wanted, that is. Very pretty, that is. I'll tell you yeah. what you ought to have bought for your nephew, though. Right. One of these here I've got here. What's that? This is a little self-controlled bus, and I'm good, Blakey. Yeah, look at this, is. look. Oh, that's yeah. nice, isn't it? Oh, I've got good, one of my little nephew. Does it go? Of course it does. Look, I've got lots of little busmen to go with it. Look, look. There's a little inspector. Ah, <laughs> oh, look at that, look. Oh. <laughs> He's sweet, isn't he? I mean, and half like you, Blakey, isn't it? There's even a seam round his neck where he stuck his head on. <laughs> Come on, show us how this thing right. works. Come on. You put it there like that, mate. There's your control. Press yeah. the button and it goes forward. Go watch this. Watch it. Oh, blimey. <laughs> oh, it's typical, isn't it, eh? <laughs> you never did know which way you was going. No, no, no. I pressed the wrong button. I'm sorry. I Look, no, the wrong button. There's a little request stop there. I'll put that there. Now, see if it can stop there. Well, if he does, it'll be the first time ever. Wait a minute, I lost a little control handle. Oh, all right, I'll put the inspector by it. I'm bound to stop now. All right. Yeah, now, see we're playing games now. Ah, now, right. watch this. Now, I've got to put a stop to stop, right? Okay, Here we go, go then. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you did that on purpose, didn't you? Knock the little inspector over like that. Yeah, well, he gets five points for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, fair's fair, Frankie. I've been dying to knock you over for years. Clumsy <laughs> <laughs> clot. Here, let me have a go. It's my turn. No, it's mine. I'm the bus driver. Well, come on, it's, go. it's my turn, isn't it? I drive the bus. It's mine. It's mine. Now then. Well, isn't it marvellous, eh? <laughs> I've got 50 buses out there. You're never showing the enthusiasm of driving one of them, do you? It doesn't matter. Now, come on, let me have a go. It's my turn. I decide who drives the bus. It's mine. It's my bus. Well, it's my guess, then. Take it off and get it out of it. Oh, blimey. How childish can you get? All right, you can have a go. All right, you can have a go. <laughs> one minute. All right. Time in, Jack. Time right. in. Oh, look at that here. Look at that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> nice touch here. I ain't lost the old touch, have I? <laughs> <laughs> nice tight turn here, look. 
The sterling moss in the buses. Yes, yeah. They're nice sensitive controls, aren't they? They are. They you are. know what? what? We could use these for instructions. You though. must be. Oh, yes, if you broke my bus, mate. No. Listen, if you broke my bus, mate. I tell you about your bus. What? It's all your fault, Butler. What do you mean it's my fault? It's my bus. I told you not to drive it. Oh, look, look, it's too late to go and get another one like the old girl won't have a present. Nah, that's all right. That'll still work. Well, I can't give it to her like that, can I? Do you talk about? Of course you can. Tell us one of them modern ones. It hasn't got one eye, it's got five. Pour <laughs> out five cups of tea at the same time, with that one. <laughs> I hate you, Butler. I hate you. Uh, get that rubbish out of it, come on. Right. Where's the bus? Hello? Yes, Inspector Blake here, yes. Oh, no, no. Well, how bad is she, then? Got to stay in bed all day? Oh. Oh, yes, all right. Well, it can't be, up, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll manage. Yeah. What was all that about, then, Blackie? Oh, it's that Edna Jones, a clip who's on Christmas duty tomorrow morning. She's yeah. got the flu. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> You're the next conductor on the Christmas road. <laughs> You've got to do it. <laughs> Hey, just a minute. Has she got a doctor's system? Oh, yes, yes. No, I don't want none of these arguments. It's all been agreed with the union, you know it is. No, I'm impressed being on duty Christmas morning. <laughs> Hard luck, Jack, mate. <laughs> Do you know who's got his driving, haven't you? No. Her old man, Charlie. <laughs> no, no, here, here, here. Here's the best bit of it. What? Charlie's got to stay home <laughs> and look after her and the kids. Well, you're on. <laughs> Don't go report here for eight o'clock no. tomorrow morning, mate. Not fair, it's not. Made my Blimey, I know it's Christmas morning, but blimey, don't do that while I'm having me breakfast. Oh, sorry, love. Never mind. Look, it's eight o'clock. Who got me up at this ungodly hour? Well, Stan's got to go to work. I... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Stan. Hope you have a nice day. I'm going back to bed. I'll be thinking of you. Oh, I'll join you as soon as I've finished, love. Uh, oh, well, on second thoughts, perhaps I'll sleep. <laughs> Oh, you don't have to be nasty on Christmas morning. What would you call me for? I was having a lovely kip. Well, we got to get the presents out, because Stan's got to go. Well, he could have waited. We always give the presents out at breakfast. It's a sort of Christmas tradition in the family. Yeah. Like the Pope's message in the Queen's speech. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you let her wait till I come home lunchtime, because I've got to go to work now. Oh, I've got a special. Can I have mine? Hey. Hey. Oh. Shall we? Yes, go on. Oh, all right. Oh. Well, baby, you're... Yeah, she is a baby. She's never grown up. That's yeah. no trouble. Here we are. Yeah, kiss, kiss, love. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, darling. It's from Stan and me. Yeah. To you both. Oh, thank you. Just the one present for the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very nice, I'm sure. Oh, look, Arthur. It's an electric blanket. Uh, very useful. Oh, it's just what we needed. Arthur's always saying how long it takes me to get warm in bed. It's a pity you didn't take one on your honeymoon. We didn't need one then, did we, Arthur? No, you brought your hot water bottle. Oh, you remember? Well, I'm hardly likely to forget that my singers it leaked the first night. <laughs> Hardly a night of romance, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Drenched her bed socks. Oh. oh, it's only a single bed size. Yes, love. We thought a single one would be better. Not only that, we didn't have enough green stamps for a double. <laughs> oh, I know, Arthur. We can lay it sideways across the middle of the bed and share it. Oh, don't be stupid. That means we'll both end up with hot bottoms and cold feet. <laughs> That's all right. Then you can put your cold feet on your hot bottoms. <laughs> We can lay it across the foot of the bed and put our feet on it. Oh, don't talk wet. That'll melt your chill play ointment. You'll end up with two fried feet. <laughs> now, Arthur, don't tease. There we are. There's me turkey. All ready now. All I've got to do is sew him up. 
Come on here, love, give us a hand. I'm finished my breakfast. Well, come on, I can't do it, no, Barney. Right, it's right, a big bird. All right, all right. Come on, hold it up. Right, that's it. There we go. Now I'll get this done. Yeah, that reminds me, Arthur. How's your operation? <laughs> Why don't you shut up? Oh, blimey, look at the time. I'll be late for work. Where's my shoes, Mum? Uh, by the fire, love. Right. Here, don't forget we're having dinner at two o'clock. Don't be late, will you, love? Late? I've done finish at half past two. There's no buses running after then, you know. Then I have to walk home. I won't be up to gone four. What a shame. He'll have to have his cold. <laughs> cold Christmas dinner? We always eat together here now. We'll have to wait till he comes home. I can't have my dinner at four o'clock. No, but that's because you're still eating your breakfast. <laughs> Nasty. Nasty. Well, I, for one, I'm not waiting till four o'clock for my turkey. I wanted a two. Your turkey? Stan paid his share. His contribution just about paid for the stuffing. Huh? <laughs> oh, I know. Arthur could come and collect you on his motorcycle. Hey, don't be so ridiculous. Oh, don't be so silly. I am not being silly. I don't see why I should have to suffer just because he's got to go to work. Why can't we have dinner without Stan? Oh, well, because I say so and don't speak with your mouth full. She didn't speak with her mouth full, she never say a word. Oh, shut up, anyway. It's all settled. You go It is not out. settled. I've agreed to no yes, such you thing. Have. Ow! Ow! What do you mind what you're doing with that needle? Oh. You should take your finger out. Oh, shut up. I don't speak to him like that. Well, it's always the same. He's got to go to work. Every Christmas I'll put it down and put you in my street. And have a cross too. And a debt my heart. I'm not likely to take you, am I? No. I go with my mates. Merry Christmas. Oh, shut up. I can't know. Talk about peace and goodwill to all men. Come on, come on, you two. I'll wait to get home and get my Christmas dinner. No, oh, waste of time that journey was. We only took four and eightpence. We're running a public service, aren't we? Look, Blakey, nobody goes to the cemetery gates on Christmas morning. A live board, then. Oh, come on, come on, get inside. Oh, my old mum's waiting for me. Oh. Hey, Four and eightpence. Right. I oh, see so you stuck your spout on then. Yeah, it's a couple of the chaps in maintenance gave me some special glue. It works yeah. all right. Made a nice neat cover, that. You can't yeah. see the join, mate, do you? Yeah. yeah. Hello. Dear Blakey. What? I think you've bung one of your little holes up. Hey? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Nah, it's not. Yeah. It's bunged up. How could you tell then? Well, you'll have to blow through it, won't you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Don't strain yourself, mate. <laughs> It is bunged up a bit, I think. Oh, bloody, you've got to blow it harder than that, hasn't it? You've got one of your little holes bunged up, I told you. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's very musical, that. <laughs> Do you know what, Blakey? I reckon you could play first teapot in the London Philharmonic. <laughs> Will you shut up a minute? I think it's clearing. <laughs> yeah, he's off again. Ah, oh, listen to that teapot music, a very stirring noise. <laughs> Now oh, get out of here. Go on, go and sign out and get out. Come on. I'm waiting to lock up the depot here. No, you can't do that. My brother-in-law's picking me up on my motorbike. Eh? And blimey, he's late, isn't he? Yeah, runs in the family, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, where is Arthur? He probably wouldn't be late. Oh, look. Me lovely bird. It's going to be all ruined. <laughs> Oh, it's all right, Mum. Here he is now. Oh, good. I'll put the bird back in the oven. Hi, Jim. Hello, sunshine. You look ravishing. Blimey, he's drunk. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. What? Give us a great big plonker. Come on. Oh, come oh, on. Come oh, on. Oh, Mum, he can't drive in that store. Who's going to pick up Stan? Of course I can. I've only had a few. Yeah, a few too many. Oh, he can't drive like that. Now I won't be able to have my dinner till four o'clock. You look very lovely when you're angry. <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh, Mum. I know. I've got my provisional licence. I can drive the bike. Yes, of course. <laughs> 
Don't be so stupid. You've only had two lessons. Well, she's got the hang of it. Yeah. My dear mother-in-law, your daughter has been married for nine years. She still hasn't got the hang of it. <laughs> Now, you are sure you want to come, Mum? Well, of course, love. Anyway, I'd rather see what's going on, and there's nothing more I can do with that. It'll be ready in half an hour. All right, all right let me down. Come on, shut up. There we are. There we are. Now, start the engine for me, Arthur. Right now, my little chatter. <laughs> Because you haven't got it in gear, my little beloved. Oh, shut up. I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> He's a bit late, isn't he? Well, he's having a bit of a kick, I expect. Oh, no. Here he comes now. <laughs> no, he's had a bit, hasn't he? He's got the alternator. He's got his driving. Well, so what? She can drive, can't she? She can drive, but she can't stop. Let's go out there. Never mind about your teapot, mate. You want to come and see what I've done to your bus? Why don't you look where you were driving? Are you alright? Yeah, I think so. Well, what do you want to let her drive for? I had to because he came on drunk. Can we go now? I'm so worried about me dinner. We've been here over an hour. Me turkey's going to be very dry. <laughs> All right, Mum, we got it out now. Uh, well, can we go then, <laughs> You'll be lucky. What are you talking about? And he was bending out, straightening out a bit. I sure ain't good enough. If only there was someone that could go and put a bit of water in the pan. <laughs> could we phone someone and ask them to go and turn the gas off? Oh. You talk out of the back of your neck sometimes. How can they? It's all locked up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Stan, can't we go now? Oh, Ten minutes and I'll have your arm going. Oh, lovely. Shall I drive back home? <laughs> <laughs> Shall I tell her, or will you? Oh, I'd be careful. It wouldn't be another accident. I wouldn't bet on that. <laughs> now, you sit in there behind your mind and shut your mouth. You've done enough damage for one day. Come on, Olive, oh. in the back of the well, Get a move on, love, 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 they run over the wheel of me bike. I've got to push it all the way over now. Well, we're sure we can't give you a lift. Never mind. Merry Christmas, mate. Yeah. Oh, look at that, look. I've gone and missed the Queen's speech and all now. Oh, Come on, Come on, Eddie. Right. Oh, 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 oh,
Oh, well, I can't spare anything, can you? Oh, right. yeah, I wonder what sort of state it's in. Well, it can't be burning, can it? Let's go and turn the oven on. Right, Alan, right. Right. Oh, no. No, the taters are boiled over. <laughs> God, it's foam. Look at it. What? From the washing machine? God, oh, shut up, you stupid idiot. Oh, Evening all. Hi. I've been keeping watch till you got back. Yeah, what's all this? What, what's, 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 what's all this then? You want to be a bit more careful, sir. Your house could have burned down while you were out enjoying yourself. Hi. There was smoke pouring through that window, so the fire brigade was called. What stupid great idiot did that? Yeah, I did, sir. Oh, oh well, very decent of you. Yeah. yeah, good thing for you some people are working today. We can't all enjoy the holiday, you know. Now, uh, just a minute, If mate. you don't mind, sir, I must be getting along. I'm off duty now, and my Christmas dinner will be waiting for me. Oh, oh by the way, I think your turkey's still in the oven. Oh! Hang on, hang on, hang on. Get it out! Hang on, hang on. Hang on, I can't find the other. Ah! I think we're in luck, Mum! I think. The lovely birds all shrank. That's your fault, isn't it? Going out at lunchtime, getting booze. Now, don't you start on me, mate. Was your sister throwing the bike in the bus? Well, I said up in a court home. I told you that. What are we going to do, love? Well, I don't know what you're crying for. Love, you've always wanted a white Christmas. Now you've got one, haven't you? You have been listening to The Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. That's all for this week, folks. Until I speak to you again next week, this is Graham Stevens saying, keep smiling. We've got some off-price crack ties, some miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, and David Bowie LPs, pool games, gold chains, worst names, and had to push some Trevor Francis track suits from a mush and shepherd's bush. Push, 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 push. Income tax, no VAT, no money back, no guarantee. Black or white, rich or poor, we've cut prices at a straw. program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.